Vaughn and Matt. We're an interracial couple with two kids wanting to do something that highlights the power of friendship and what it means to be in the company of true friends. We're going to move our society away and out of the loneliness epidemic and into a friendlier, happier world. Welcome to our friendly world. Better, stronger, together. Welcome back, everybody. Hi, it's me, Fawn. Hello, and me, Matt. Hello, welcome back. This week, I was looking at Instagram, and I came across this man who I guess teaches yoga. He's like a, I guess he's a life coach. Whatever he is, he caught my attention. Okay. He was talking about surrounding yourself with people, certain people. And he had five people. He said, surround yourself with these people. Like an entourage. No, just like the kinds of people that you should surround yourself with. Okay. And I used to not take this in a very good way when people would say, surround yourself with successful people. You know, I remember this college professor told me that I was 19. And he said, if you want to make it in the world, you have to look at who surrounds you and surround yourself with really good people, talented people, high achievers. And I was so offended by that at that age. (laughs) I thought, you elitist, mean person. That's what I thought about him. Okay. Even though he wasn't. But when he said that to me, I didn't understand it at that age. Right. Well, and I come from it like, okay, so if I don't know anybody who's successful, does that, is that my, is that a problem? Is that my problem? Is that... Well, yeah. Does, is that saying something fundamentally about me? You know how they say, if you look at who surrounds you, your friends who surround you, you're the people who surround you, mm-hmm. you will find who, what your ideals are or who you are, really. It's what, what are you surrounded by? And it kind of works the same way, the way we talk about Aikido. What's in your circle? What have you brought into your circle? What do you keep in your circle? As I'm more experienced now, I understand that. Whereas before I thought it was a very mean-spirited, uncaring, elitist thing to say. To say that there are certain people who don't deserve to be in my company. There are certain people who are losers. Not good enough. Not good enough, exactly. Thank you. And um, it, it, it was terrible. I, I thought it was a terrible thing to say to someone who believed that we're here to love everyone. Right. But now that I'm more experienced, I understand and I want certain people around me because as I've gotten through experiences, I'm like, I shouldn't have hung out with that person. I shouldn't have been in that situation. I should have thought better of myself to not allow myself to go through this hardship. It was unnecessary. I bent over backwards for this person who ended up using me, didn't care about me, got myself in a bad situation. And I think when people listen to us or they not not listen to our podcast, but if they, without listening to our podcast, I think when they understand what we're doing before they truly understand, they think we're saying, oh, let's be friends, be friends with everyone. That everyone is your friend. And I have said that. The world is a small town and everyone's your friend. You have to think that way. Right. I also think at the same time, (laughs) and help me out here, Matt, because I feel... Uh Uh-oh. Feels like delicate uh, syntax is coming. Well, I feel split because as much as every... It's a small... The world is a small town 
and everyone is your friend, at the same time, you need to stay away from some people. Not everyone has the best interest for you. Right. Am I saying that right? They don't have you in their best... Wait, how do, how do you... What's that term? They have you at their best interest. What is the... What's the term? Uh, I, 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 mm, I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> I know, right? I don't know either. They don't have your best interests at heart. at heart. They don't care. Not even that they don't care. It can run the gamut, right? It can get to downright wanting to keep you, hold you back. Like, I'm I'm just going to be friends with you so I can keep track. I can count. I can keep score. And it's usually that way because they were raised in or they are in a mode where they're in survival, constant survival, where you feel such lack that you think that it's just, I'm going to do it all for me so I can breathe, so I can survive. So it's very me, 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 me oriented. Right. Whereas if you're feeling powerful and abundant, yeah, you're more apt to have your arms open, your hands open, your heart open. Did I already say that? You did. Your arms open. <laughs> You're open to sharing. You're open to giving. It's not like a race for survival. Right. So going back to this person who said surround yourself with people who. There are five types of people he mentioned. And the first one really made me feel sad. Because as, as soon as he mentioned it, I thought of people who do that with me. And I thought about... Wow, I am the person who usually, unless I'm not near the phone, if the phone rings, I will pick it up. I will talk to you. I will drop what I'm doing and talk to you. I will make time for everyone. So here's the first type of person. He says, surround yourself with people who? Surround yourself with people who free their time to see you and avoid those who only see you in their free time. Ouch. But true. That's big. Mm -hmm. The next one is surround yourself with people who see you at your worst and still see you as the best. Oh, so he's clever. He's going through clever uh, alliterations. But it's true. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not saying that at all, but it's almost like he's being clever to be clever. Number three, surround yourself with people who know and appreciate you. Who know your worth and stay away from those who don't. That can go not only with, I mean, when you think of worth, like, yeah, you're, you offer a lot. But like, you know, people who look at your worth. It makes me actually think of like people who see you and you don't look good enough for them, for their circle. <laughs> you know, you're not tall enough or skinny enough to fit into whatever they're thinking of. You're not rich enough. You're not educated in a certain way for them. You know, you're not living in a certain neighborhood. You don't have a certain aesthetic. Do you know what I'm saying? That also falls into that line of appreciating your worth. Right. Number four, surround yourself with people who are positive and show kindness to others and avoid those who are negative and speak ill of others. Number five, surround yourself with people who understand it is a privilege to be in your life. That's what I got. Anyway, I thought it's interesting to know what kind of people we let into our circle. So these are just five examples. And I wanted to know what you thought. Yeah, it's interesting. You can look at this all sorts of ways. 
you know, I immediately leapt to one of the things, one of the quotes that I hold on to, especially right now because my work situation is in a little bit of flux as far as like, no, things are changing. I'm stepping into a more of a lead leadership role. And so you start thinking about teams and teammates and how to grow the team that you want. Because you never start with the team you want, but you grow the team that you want. And the team that I want is a team that espouses the whole concept of a rising tide lifts all ships. And that's a very powerful quote. A rising tide lifts all ships. You know, I want a team that, you know, so often people hide behind their skills because they don't want to show you where they're weak or where they need help, particularly a certain type of, yeah, there's a certain phase in your career where you hit that. But, you know, that's, a lot of this is exactly where I want to be. You know, I want to be in a place where I'm going to drop what I'm doing when any of them needs me. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to say, I don't know how to do that. So they can see me at my worst because they need to understand that you're not a godlike figure. You can figure it out, but you're not going to come into it knowing everything about everything because there's too much to know in life, in work, in everything. There's just too much to know. And they also see your worth. And seeing your worth, they know that you're talented. They know that you're good at, at what you're doing. It doesn't mean that you're not going to need help. Right. It doesn't mean that you're going to be operating like a machine. Right. And worth is all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, some people, people contribute in all sorts of ways. Yes. Period. And that's friendship and that's everything else. Um, you know, I had a... Can I interrupt for a second? Mm-hmm. Or did I interrupt what you were going to no, say? No, no, no. Go next? ahead. No, just why don't you say what you were going to say? I No, that, you're right on what I was going to say. So, Well, speaking of judging someone's worth, I remember I always tend to overhear people talk about me like as they're talking behind my back. A lot of it... Uh, it happened a lot in yoga when I was getting my training certificate. I would have, I would just overhear people talk about me. It was terrible. Like, oh, I guess everybody can become a yoga teacher now. Look at her. You know, like, what? Seriously? Like, this is my background. This is my culture. I don't want to get into it. But like, look, they, it's like they, they, what's the word when they appropriate your culture? Yeah, they appropriate. It was like, really, man? (laughs) But anyway, on another note, I remember overhearing someone say, why is she an executive here? Right. What is she offering? And I remember one of the higher executives Mm -hmm. immediately turned to her. And they were totally talking about me because I heard my name. (laughs) And she immediately, the higher up, turned to this other person and said, don't underestimate her. You may not see the value, but her, her mere presence here has changed everything. Basically standing up for me and saying, you may not see in this precise instant what she has to offer, but she is valuable. She is highly creative and she brings a lot to the table. Right. And that again flows right into when I'm on a high functioning team, when I'm around high functioning friends, if one of them gives me an instruction and it doesn't seem to make any sense, I start thinking, okay, It doesn't make sense because you don't understand it, not because they're wrong. 
So you need to take another look. You need to rethink it. And then when I still don't understand it, I go to that person and I'm humble and they understand that I really tried to get it. That's happened so in I'm our seeing, relationship. So I'm understanding their worth and I'm trying to see things from their perspective. Well, I was going to say that's happened within our marriage. Hey, I never understood what you were saying. Not never, but a lot of the times, <laughs> a lot of the times something would be happening and I can't think of a precise example at the moment, but I would say something and then you would say, yeah, but this is, it's not going to work because of you know, this. I'm like, no, you're wrong. You're not seeing it, Matt. And what was happening is you were seeing 30 steps ahead. I wasn't seeing it. Not always, but sometimes. But you were so far ahead. Like in a few seconds, you were able to calculate if you make this move, this will happen. And then this will happen. And eventually this will happen. I didn't have that foresight. And I think like, and, and I've been listening to you in meetings because you work from home. I'm like, wow, you do it with everyone. And most people probably are like, what is he talking about? He's just, you know. Right. But they don't get it until a few months later where they end up at that exact conclusion you came to six months before. So now I can ask you, but I have to ask you. The thing is, you don't explain it. Right. You just say it and it creates a reaction <sighs> in me going, no. <laughs> but to ask someone, well, what, how are you coming to this conclusion? And it's hard because sometimes when you come back at me with like, no, that's not going to work. Or you have to do it this way. I'm like, the hell you say? What? No, you're clearly not understanding me. But it's usually the other way around. I'm not understanding you. And I think we both have to learn to ask questions and we don't. And I need to learn to slow down. But no. sometimes I'm at my conclusion. No, you don't need to slow down. You need to explain how well, I you have came to explain to how conclusion. I came to it, which means slowing down. Mm -hmm. But sometimes the problem is, is that I have the conclusion in my head. And if I walk through the 27 steps to get there, I may lose it. So like centipede's dilemma? Sort of, yes. You know, and, and then also, you know, certainly positive people. Positivity breeds positivity. And if you focus with the end in mind, you know, what you focus on grows. Positivity is an awesome thing. Here's the dangerous part about positivity. Not everyone is able to continue at the positive level all the time. There are ebbs and flows in life. Everybody goes through ups and downs. Well, hence the see you at your worst. Right. But like surrounding yourself with positive people, if you have that in mind, mm -hmm. and you're like, well, I'm not hanging out with this person. Well, are you truly seeing them as a whole entity or are you just judging them without really looking? Right. Yeah. Well, there's certainly been phases in my life, in our life, which was just a huge kind of bubble of negativity because we're going through what we're going through. And it's hard. And, you know, I'm sure people who only know me from those times are like, whoa, yeah, then now. You know what was messed up was we were alone. We had no community. So if we did talk to people, mm -hmm. yeah, they thought we were negative because we were in it. We had no support. I feel like it takes longer to get out of a negative situation when you don't have community. Well, yeah, absolutely. You need people around you to just 
take you out of where you're at and reset your brain at more of a global level. So like, for instance, I was talking to Martine a couple days ago. She's like, what have you been up to? I'm like, well, I finished my demo and now I'm sending to agents. She's like, that's amazing. That's great. I don't remember exactly what Mm -hmm. she said. And then I said, yeah, but I've sent to a bunch already. What if I never get work? What if I never get any? She's like, and again, I don't remember her exact words, but and she's been this way throughout our whole friendship. Basically, like in a fun way, shut up, Fawn. She'll say shut up, Fawn with her French accent. Martine, I love you so much. But like, when, not but, but like when you say, <laughs> oh, shut up, Fawn, like shut up, Fawn. The way she says it always makes me laugh. And I've talked about this before. And she didn't say shut up, Fawn. She just said, oh, no. You are going to get it. You can't think of it any other way. Right. And you've told me this. The kids have told me this. There was something about Martine telling me that, that I was like, thank you. I'm back on track. I'm going to keep my focus. Of course, I'm going to get the agents. I forgot what. What were we talking about? <laughs> Stay positive, yo. Or surround yourself with positive people. Um. Yeah, but, but like... You have to be careful. You have to be careful. You can't disregard everyone. Right. Because you you just, you don't know what they're going through. Truth. And like I said, I feel like the less input you have from other people, the longer it takes to get over situations sometimes. You know? Like if you have someone to talk to, you have a release, it's gone. But if you're going through something on your own, it's harder to carry the load. Right. And not everybody has a community, and most people don't. That's why we have this podcast. And also, not everyone can afford a therapist. True. And even if you find a therapist, there are some terrible therapists out there. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, next. <laughs> and then the whole understanding, the privilege that it is to have you in their life, that's a nice reciprocal. Yeah. Because you have to understand what a privilege it is to have them in yours. And that keeps everybody honest. And that keeps everybody in a place of holding each other in, you would say, what was it, highest light or... Mm -hmm. And it's true, you know, when I go hang out... (laughs) When I go hang out with the guys at the gas station... (laughs) Guys, guys, listen, Matt, you know how we go to coffee shops? Matt, <laughs> Matt and his friends go to the gas station for Ga- coffee. Mm, gas station coffee, <laughs> almost as good as gas station sushi, but I'm kidding about the sushi. I didn't understand it until I went in, so I get it. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Anyways, <laughs> everybody's delightful. Handshakes. How are you doing, sir? Look straight in the eye the whole bit. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we start razzing each other. But first, we establish that everybody's doing okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's the same way, again, in a work environment. Unfortunately, yes, my brain is wrapped around this right now because it's a puzzle I'm trying to crack. But, yeah, you just treat everyone with respect, period. That way, you're going to take what they have to say very seriously and... Act on it, and as soon as they understand how seriously you take it, then they're only going to bring the serious stuff to you. They're not going to, they have an understanding not to waste your time because you're not going to waste theirs, and et cetera. 
And it's a good thing. I think we've gone through all of them, except can we go back to the one about surround yourself with people who free their time to see you and avoid those who only see you in their free time? Right. Yeah, that's a big one. And that's an easy one to get a sense of. I disagree. Because we're so busy. Everybody's busy, remember? People who have been with our podcast for years now know. I, I don't talk about it that much anymore. But when people say the word busy, it's basically saying F you. Right. When I'm, you know, I'm busy. I'm so busy. Busy is a four letter word for me. But just having said that, at the same time, time has become so warped. Warped. It's hard to manage everything. So I'm I'm a little, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm torn with this one. I'm torn with this one. See, I'm not. Maybe because I don't want to admit this that is there the are cleanest. some people who do that to me. This is the cleanest one to me. It's one thing for me to ring up a friend. It is. And them not to pick up. I don't take offense. But if I say I need to talk to you, if they don't drop everything, that's a really big problem for me. But that's what's important is to understand the word need versus want. So, and likewise, I have code with my friends. So call me. Okay, fine. I'll pick up or I won't. Not a big deal. You call me a second time immediately afterwards. Doesn't matter. I pick up. Doesn't matter for them. They pick up. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't matter. Because again, it's this sense of things tie together. And this ties to they understand your worth and they understand what a privilege it is. You're and right. that's powerful. Right. And I think the key is to express, to communicate, hey, I really need you right now. Right. And that's the key is need. Right. And it's it's taking the friendship, which is indeed a light, happy thing, seriously. Mm-hmm. So that's it. That's all I have to say. Anything you want to add on to anything? How can we end it on a happier note? Tie it to a pretty little bow. <laughs> well, honestly, just think through the people in your life, which are the ones who fit. And embrace those people and make sure that they understand how important they are to you. Yeah. And again, think about what you want. What is it that you desire? What kind of life do you want? What kind of community do you want? Focus on that. And then the people are there already. I think that when you become aware of what you really, really want, you start to notice those people and they notice you. Once you've communicated that with yourself, where it's clear, this is the kind of life I want. This is the kind of community I want. Okay. I'm nodding my head. (laughs) I I really need to drink water. We love you so much, guys. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you in just a few days. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. Be well. Reach out to us if you need us. We're here. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.